This is the World War II Radio Podcast. A date which will live in infamy. This is London. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. Go ahead, Berlin. This is the National Broadcasting Company. Welcome to the World War II Radio Podcast. Today we have an episode of This Is War, a cooperative effort between the CBS, Mutual, NBC, and NBC Blue Networks to inform the American public about the ongoing war efforts. This episode, entitled You're On Your Own, first aired on March 21st, 1942, and starred top radio star Ezra Stone and actor Claude Rains best known to audiences today for his roles in Casablanca and the Universal Horror Films. The World War II Radio Podcast is a Brick Pickle Media production. If you like the show, please leave feedback on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. You can also support the show by clicking on the link in the show notes and offering your financial support. Your donations help us to continue to produce the podcast, and thanks to those of you who have already donated. So thanks for listening, and enjoy today's episode of the World War II Radio Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is war. The four major networks present the sixth in their series of broadcasts for wartime America. Our program tonight is called You're On Your Own, starring Ezra Stone and Claude Rains. Those are the German radio chimes, meaning stand by, big stuff coming. Ready, folks? All right, ladies and gentlemen, get a load of this. That sickle gruber backed his garden explaining how he would have been in Moscow six months ago except for the fact that a couple of dozen annihilated Russian armies didn't stay annihilated. And get this. That is the Roman wonder, Musso the Terrible, who says Italians live like lions. They do all right, only in cages. And here's another. That is General Homer. Don't mind him. He's just saying about how maybe it would be a good idea if he were to commit Harry Carey. Seems things haven't been going too well with the rising sun on the peninsula of Bataan. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is me. I'm Ed Bascom. Works for the government in Washington, D.C. Work in a place called the Department of People's Interest. It's a pretty busy place, and it's getting busier by the hour. I could give you an idea of how busy it is with the way it sounds there. And although I might be exaggerating a little for purposes of dramatic license, uh, you get the idea. Well, now, take a morning recently in the DPR. 
Department of Public Interest. Yes, one moment, please. Department of Public Interest. Yes, go ahead, please. You're connected. Okay, listen, send it on to that tomorrow, so be sure to get that full run priorities back from March Bank. And let me see the guys Yes? Yes? Here's a report on the six Midwestern states. 18% believe they're doing all they can. 4% believe that the war effort is not up to schedule. Okay. Mayor There's a man from Portland, Oregon, waiting outside. He wants to turn over the services of 80 draft horses. 80 draft horses. Oh, there's an air raid warden calling from London. Says he's coming to lecture in the southern states on fire protection. Wants an okay on people passage. We'll take the horses. Write a letter on the insurance matter. Okay for the warden in London. Now, no more calls until 11, because I've got this sack of papers to clear up. By the way, Martinson, will you... Uh... Mr. Jones calling you, Mr. Bascom, on line five. Jones? Which Jones? Jesse Jones? No, sir. Says his name is Wilbur Jones. Wilbur? Of uh, Maplewood. Oh, Wilbur Jones, the average American citizen. Well, I want to talk to him. Put him on. Quiet, everybody, please. Wilbur Jones on the line. Quiet. Hello. Hello. Oh, hello, Jones. Yep. Huh? You what? You want to know what you can do? Oh, for the war. Been bothering you, say. Well. Well, I... I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll fly right out. Just a second, Jones. Quiet, will you please? Quiet. This is a quiet. This is an important man, Wilbur Jones, average American. Yeah, I met him once on the smoking car. I got to see him right away. Jones can't wait forever. Hello, Jones. Jones. No, I said fly right out. Tonight. Sure. Okay. Well, dinner? Well, that's mighty nice of you. Sure, you bet. Okay. Goodbye. Hortense. Get me plane passage on the... Yeah, um... it is. 3.30 plane gets you in 5.45 in time for dinner at 6. Very good. All right, I'll be back to work. Okay. Of course, that is a little exaggerated uh, for purposes of dramatic license. The service isn't that good. But anyway, a man can get to Maplewood on the 3.30 plane in time for an important dinner at 6 o'clock war time. Well, you feel ready to tackle a good meal, Mr. Bascom? Uh, yes, Jones. This is going to be my first home-cooked meal in, well, a uh, garden of coffee and a sandwich on a desk blotter is all I can remember. Oh, Mr. Bascom. Why slow biscuits? I'm sorry I kept you waiting. I was looking over my athletic medals. All right, now, Harry, sit down. No kidding. Did you really come all the way from Washington just to see us Joneses? Oh, do you know anybody more important? Well, sit down. Sit right down now, Mr. Bascom. Things will get cold. The way signed up. Wanted to be a volunteer auxiliary policeman, but I got a bad back. Uh-huh. Yeah, I see the lot next door is plowed up. Yours? It'll be mine when the weeds start growing. <laughs> <laughs> I guess well, we'll you, uh, to do you all You don't plan work. to use much uh, fertilizer, do you? You know, I mean to say it's kind of short. 
Nitrogen, you know. So is TNT, partly. We need to grow things, but, uh, well, there's not enough fertilizer for the farmers. Yeah, right about that. No, no. Lot next door is laying fallow for 17 years. She'll produce without a sack of fertilizer. Well, now, look, if I seem to be crying, I... Oh, no, no. <laughs> Go right ahead. Thanks. They're sharing your car? Yeah, alternate. It's two miles to the power and light company. Won't you help yourself? Ned Davis and Joe Harrison and Bill Best and I double up. You might say we quadruple up. <laughs> what are you doing, Harry? Nothing. Not really. I shop for Mom on my bike. Caught around the stuff the women share. Sewing machines, vacuum cleaners, things for sick people like... Like, uh, sun lamps. Is it really true that every time a person buys a sun lamp they could borrow, it means one less headlight on a Jeep? Mm, that's about the size of it. But I'm going to chuck it soon. I'll be 18 next February. Dad, you said you couldn't decide. Can I ask Mr. Bascom? No, Harry. Can I, when we got the government right in our dining room, practically? Oh, no, Harry, Mr. Bascom is not... Harry is pretty good in science, Mr. Bascom. Getting a scholarship to state. May not look like a chemist now, but someday... First it was convoys, then Hawaii, then Japan, and the Dutch. All over those islands with the crazy (laughs) name. But I sit here. They took chubby waters. He was only a guard. And I'm captain and fullback. Next year... Who took uh, chubby waters? The Navy, the United States Navy. For all I know, Chubby is with MacArthur by now. And me, me going for the laundry. Harry, how's your nerve? Nerve? Have I got nerve? Boy, you just let me get on a ship and I'll show you something. Anchors away! I ask, how's your nerve? <laughs> your real nerve, son. Because if we win soon, we'll need good chemists. But, uh, well, if it takes us a long time, you won't get your chance to throw the gun, Harry. Oh. Uh, you wouldn't think laundry would take so much nerve. Mom, couldn't we get a washwoman that lives near her? Oh, uh, still, uh, mother, I'll take no, I'll answer it. Oh, oh, Harry, the other end of that phone, huh? Hello, Alice. That's his Am I girl, Alice. Don't mind the boy, Mr. Bascom. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, we do what we can, Mr. Bascom. Wilbur works as a repairman, free on house equipment, since he can't be an auxiliary policeman. By no means. Why men want to fiddle around all night with flashlights, anyhow? Well, it'd be kind of different if Hitler started to call the signals. You've got five war production plants in Maplewood. Alice, that's absolutely the most atrocious. What was his name? Wilbur. Oh, that's punk. Wilbur thinks it's going to be a long war. And everything has to last. Lately, I've even seen him pound rusty nails straight. Uh-huh. You think it's it's going to be long, eh? I know. I wouldn't do it, Alice. Not under any circumstances. Movies are one thing. A hayride is another. More pie makes Oh, I couldn't think. No, Jonesy, just that pie makes you a lucky man. Well, I'm surprised, to say the very least. You had a blackout yet? Blackout? I should say so. Wilbur's built practically a fort in the cellar. I told Wilbur that if the Oak Street Church was dropped on our house from five miles up, that cave wouldn't even shake. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> but he kept on shoring it up with old railroad tires. Fine, fine. <laughs> Girl, like you. I can't get the car. But it's parked out in back. We could sit in it. I uh, think we might go up to the den for coffee. Well, oh. it's quieter. Not tonight? I didn't know we were discussing the future. Well, we'll just slip up to my den, Mother, where we can talk things oh. over man to man. Listen, will you let me talk? Harry, shout so. He's not really as... Well, I've had growing pains myself, Mrs. Jones. Oh. Hey, it looks to me like you're doing things right here in Maplewood. Well, what we find out about... 
A lot more we could do, though, Mr. Bascom. Oh, that's what you say. I don't really think it matters one or the other, or even Hawaii. You know, people around here are used to work. I wouldn't say they enjoy the idea of going to war again. Uh, just go right through that door and on up. Isn't much of a den. It's a walled-off part of the attic, actually. Yes, people were dead set against it till those assorted, clay-faced, backstabbing, dirty pygmies in... Oh, right in there. Ooh, nice place. You get the buck? Mm-hmm. Before I was married. A bunch of us went to Canada. Uh, take the Navajo chamber, Sebastian. Say, yes. Uh, would you like a spot? I got a bottle of stuff here. I don't use much. The old lady'd have a fit. No, thanks. No, I've been on the wagon since December the 7th. Oh. Now, if it isn't asking too much, Mr. Bascom... How about calling me Ed? Well, I... Ed. You know, that's what the president called me. The only time we ever met. If he can, you can. Oh, all right, Ed. That suits me. Suits me fine. Now, uh, Ed, uh, man to man, uh, just between these four walls, how are things going? Uh, I mean, uh, how's it going to turn out? Well, Jonesy, it's not going so good. You mean you think we could lose? Well, that's up to you, Jonesy. Well, up to me? How do you figure that out? Well, now, look. I... What's that? <laughs> Harry practicing the bugle practices a half hour every night. I'll, uh, I'll close the door. You, uh, you want to know how the winning of the war is up to you? Yeah. Well, for one thing, you know, it all depends almost as much on how you fight as on how the men in the field fight. Also depends on who you fight. You know, whether you fight the government instead of Germany, or the labor unions instead of the Japs, or your neighbors instead of Mussolini. You know, there are some people who are still not too sure they want to win this war. You mean Americans? Yes, sir. Now, uh, uh, let me give you an idea what you're up against. Just uh, follow me in your imagination to a big city, uh, a big building in the city, a room in a tower. Newspaper office, but not noisy, because uh, this is the editor-in-chief, the publisher, dictating an editorial for tomorrow's paper. A paragraph. The present situation in the Orient is so complex and full of uh, amazing possibilities that we are almost led to wonder whether an arrangement between Japan and Russia could not be made under cover at the expense of India. Um, uh, period. Would it be inconceivable for Japan to stop dead at Burma and hand India over to the Russians in return for a free hand where she is now? A uh, new paragraph. Will the future weeks and months make India the goat? Uh, no, delete that. Uh, determine the price England will have to pay to keep her Russian ally hacking away... Well, that's the kind of poison this guy is pumping out on his big presses and feeding his chain papers with, too. Why, he might as well be working for Gibbles, that guy. And all he's accomplishing in is confusion, dividing people. Then, pretty Adolf can walk in and conquer. That old poop should be receiving the German Distinguished Service Cross any day now. Well, Ed, I suppose a lot of good square Americans have been taken in by that brand of well, I'm afraid so. Well, I hope they find out the truth before it's too late. And so do I. And we're going to help them find it out. And while we're at it, I'd like you to meet another type. You'll find her maybe in a fancy joint in New York, resplendent in sparkling evening clothes, and uh, maybe with one cocktail too many now, and she has 
Oh, she has very definite ideas about the wave of the future. Of the Catholics and the Jews, didn't he? Why, Gilbert, you don't show progress when you see it. The way of the future, Gilbert, my dear. Why, that's the most awful, dirty, rotten old town. Yeah, makes you mad. Ready to tear anybody apart, Jones? Listen, Ed, have we got many people like that? Aren't most of them trying, like you and me? Trying, Jonesy? You bet. Now, if you want to hear about them. Why, sure I want to. Who wouldn't? Then you listen to this, Jonesy. You listen to this. Oh, dear. Three o'clock already. Oh, blast that alarm. I was sound asleep. It's three. I gotta get going. Day after day. One week, two, ten. All winter. Up at three and off in the car, and I have to walk to the office. Oh, no kidding, Stella. Oh, I'll be on a better shift. I have time off when we get more volunteers. Yeah, yeah, I know. But when? How long have they been trying to get more women with husbands crazy enough to let them get up in the middle of the night and go to work spotting planes? I never see you anymore. Men ought to do that stuff. And women got us, so men won't have to. Go back to sleep, Johnny. I'll be all right. Oh, if Hitler sends any bombers over this burg, you can go on sleeping till seven. Because we gals in the filter center will catch him at it and send our fighters up in time. So long, Johnny. So long, Stell. Win the war. That's the woman volunteer, the air raid report service, and the filter center. Now here, off the coast of Maine, you'll find some other people on the job. See him? Can't even see the house. Yeah, no. Yes, miss him. What do you say? Uh, uh, east, northeast, about. Uh, okay, phone it in. Uh, uh, phone it in. Phone it in. All right, all right. This Kendall, G-11, report number K, course 19, code 36, letter M, M as in mumps. There are ships, Navy planes in from patrol. What, what, what they say? There are ships, Navy planes in from patrol. They're going to be a slow night. And it worked as that, Ed. Volunteer airplane spotted. Like that, the whole town worked at it in ships. Now, here's another operation actually uh, going on. Very close He's taking the anesthetic, well? Yes, Doctor. Scalpel. Now, you ladies who are here to observe, note that the initial incision is made in the patient's skin with this instrument. Now, a quick stroke. Oh, thank you. Somebody carried the lady over to the other table. Remember, you're the ones who wanted to watch. He must have nurse. Sponge? Another sponge, please. Uh, bleeder, I guess. If any more of you volunteer first aiders are going to faint, please step out in the corridor. He must have. Now, to those of you who are still on your feet, I'd like to say to you that... Well, what was all that? Women... Taking first aid courses, thousands of them have gone to hospitals to learn to get real experience with the sight of real injury. Hundreds fainted at first, but they all came back. Not one has kept on fainting or quit the course. Yes, but 
Look, Ed, we can't work in an air raid center. There isn't one here. You can't spot planes or even study advanced first aid. Mother's got the kids. I work. Aren't there any other kinds of jobs in this war? I was getting to that. Yeah, I, I got some letters in my briefcase here. Some uh, people. Um, some they wrote to OCD. Some to the president. But they're all working. They all meant what they wrote. Now, here I am. Oh, uh, excuse me just a minute. I just have to tone down Toskin in here a little bit. He's just showing off for your benefit. Listen, will you take that bugle down to the cellar and blow it into the furnace? You mean you want me to make hot music? <laughs> you get that from listening to Sam and Sue on the radio. Uh, please go on with your letter, Ed. Well, no, um, here's a typical one from a boy out in the North Swiss. I'm blind. I'm 25. I have a seeing-eye dog named Rex. I wanted to help in the war, but being blind, I thought I was hopeless. Then I heard about people like me used in England during the blackouts. To Rex and me, blackout is the same as daylight. We guide people. One woman says I saved her from being run over. I'm very happy about this. And uh, listen to this Polish woman. I have nine children. We know what has happened to Poland. We do not wish this to happen to our new country. Everywhere we ask to help. Then army camp is coming here, a big one. All five of my daughters are taught by me to sew like an old country. Be so good. I go and I say to soldier, five daughters, one Polish woman, be their men. So now be men. Socks, shirts, uniforms, hundreds. I am very excited on having ladders in person to me of tanks from sergeant himself. Probably the only Polish woman this part of the city with leather in person from Target. Flocks of them, Jonesy. All ages, all kinds. Now, you take that old man in Boise, Idaho. I'm not much good at 82, but there's 300 less fire hazards in this town and kind of me going around with a bushel basket and a shovel. If they start dropping them in cinder... And uh, listen to this uh, fighting Irish, uh. Patrick says I. This here's a public fight. And a fight now the Irish have something of a reputation. Patrick... I repeat, it's the best thing for all of the history of human beings. The Irish have not missed a scrap for 2,000 years. And we don't want to sit around for that length of time, explaining why we passed up this one. So off comes me. Some of the volunteers come from, well, the wrong side of the tracks. I was obliged to visit their homes. It was extremely unpleasant at first, but the need was so great. I started the clinic out of pity. But now I pity myself as I used to be before I'd crossed those... It's lines. no sign, just because I'm from Italy, I like Il Duce. Sure, sure, I buy a bigger picture, Il Duce, just the same. I hang him up, and then I buy some basketballs, and I hang him up the biggest sign, she's a real. You bring the shoes to be fixed, and you get a free shot at the Il Duce. <laughs> well, that's enough, Ed, I get it. I guess we Joneses ought to go down to headquarters and look over the list of things to do again, huh? Oh, mind. We were all kind of hoping to get something spectacular to do. Oh, well, most of war isn't spectacular. Darn little. Yeah, you people in Maplewood, what chances are you'll never see your own artillery knock down Hitler's bombers. You'll never see a battle wagon land a heavy one on an enemy ship. Never watch the slick come up where a sub went down. Never see an American cannon chuck a slug into a jet tank. Well, just work. Harder. And when you watch that suit get shabby, I... Mm. Mrs., well, she won't have many permanents. 
No stockings. The food in the table grow a little less fancy. That's war, Jonesy. That's being a civilian of war. No fun. And plenty of no fun. Yeah? Well, there's something to think about. Well, Jonesy, I think I'd better be going. Well, can't you stay over in the spare room? I wish I could. I've got to catch that nine o'clock. Well, I'll call the folks. Mind that beam. Yes, I'm sure going to think about all you've said tonight, Ed. I'm mighty appreciative of you taking the trouble to come off. Uh, Helen. Harry. Ed's leaving. Harry. Mr. Baxter's going. Well, Ed, I'll take you down to the station. Uh, help you on with your coat? Thanks, Joe. The devil is Harry. I was upstairs. Right now, you're standing on my foot. I... Oh, oh I thought it was a rug. <laughs> Mr. Baskin, did you hear my bugle playing? Do you think I could bugle on a battleship by any chance? It should be okay for Reveille, anyhow. <laughs> you stay with that chemistry, Harry, and the laundry. Well, if that's what the government insists on. See, Mr. Baskin, the White House isn't camouflaged, is it? No, Harry, it's still just as white as... I white. know, as laundry. Well, <laughs> here's to you. Oh, 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 you got a fine boy. Come back real soon. I will, I sure will. You tell the folks at Washington to buckle right down and stay with it till, till the old monument smokes like a chimney. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Uh, <clears throat> mind these court steps are kind of high. Uh, we go left. Car's down by the arch. No, I walk, you know. Save your tires. Try the piece to the station. I'll show you a shortcut down Pine Street. Mm-hmm. Wonderful night. Handle the dipper leans right out of the sky. And, Jonesy. Yeah? I didn't quite tell you all I came to say about um, winning the war or uh, losing it. You know, the government can't tell you about the army, the navy, where it is, how it's doing uh, as of today. They actually tried hard to get us to tell, but the, well, the government doesn't even tell me. Those things. It's promised to let you know every single fact of table trip. But I can say this. We got the three million finest kids ever went into an army and navy. But there's another fighting force, Jonesy. And you're in it. It's the rumors. That's your main fight, Jonesy. The enemy's trying more than anything else to shake your nerve, make you suspicious, confuse your thoughts, chase away your ideals, and your courage. Now, the Army can't fight that, Jonesy. Or the Navy. Or the Air Corps. You gotta. You gotta fight the dirtiest, slickest propaganda on Earth. Now, if they can mess up your common sense, they'll move right in afterwards with their whole army. You can lick Gebbles and his lunatic makers, Jonesy. Just remember who you are. An American. Remember how far America's come in 160 years. That's all. Stick your chin up when you hear the rumors. The wisecracks that try to make you mad at other Americans. And when you lift your chin, put in your gut. You belong to the army, too. I belong to the army? You. All the Joneses. You know, the Joneses have gotten in all the wars, but never before in this kind. You, Jonesy. On your own. 24 hours a day. On your own. Against slick German professors who've studied you like a bug for 40 years. You know, they've studied you till they know which hand you shake your salt with. Studied your fears, studied your faults, studied your hopes. What kind of party you got for that kind of fighting, Jonesy? Can you take it? 
you throw in, I guess I can. You know, you've got the most important kind of ammunition, Jonesy. You're free. Decent. The whole darn three million plus square miles is yours. Adolf Hitler never drew a breath of free air or walked in the street of a country the people governed. Well, you do it all day. Don't leave with your chin. But, Jonesy, keep it high. I get you. Well, <clears throat> from here you just cross the track. Yep. Well, thanks. Oh, but remember, you belong to the army, too. So fight. So long, Jonesy. Night, Ed. I. Stay with it, Ed. Listening to You're On Your Own by Philip Wiley. The principals were Claude Rains, Ezra Stone, Hester Sandergaard, and Everett Sloan. The program was the Motherwall program. <laughs>